and welcome to another episode of My Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. I'm Dr. Richard McKinnon, chartered psychologist and coach, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pilar Orti. Pilar, how are you doing? I am doing very well, as always recently, which is great. I Fantastic. Trust you, I trust you're well too. No illnesses? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thankfully. Even though, yeah, all around me, people are dropping like flies with, with flus and all these kinds of things. So, um, yeah, keeping well, which is really, really good. And I'm looking at my office window and it is blue skies and sunshine, which is a lovely experience. <laughs> I miss the sun. Yes. That's good. Before we dive into the uh, main content for this episode, I just wanted to share some news about some events uh, that our listeners might be interested in. And all of this is available uh, on the website as well. But very excitingly, um, we've been joined by a new uh, member of our associate team at Work Life Psych, Dr. Rachel Skews. And uh, we're going to be doing great things together and we're going to be really busy working together. But something that listeners might be interested in is an event that we're going to do online on March 16th. Um, it's a webinar, it's free, and it's called Considering Coaching. Considering Coaching? Question <laughs> mark. Maybe your organization is considering introducing coaching this year. Maybe you just want some coaching for members of your team. You probably have lots of questions. Well, we'd like to say we've got answers for you. This session is going to be about how to introduce it to your organization, what good coaching looks like, how to select a coach, um, how to uh, consider whether it's working or not. With our combined experience of introducing coaching, we want to share this with as many people as possible. So I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can sign up to get a place for this free event, March 16th. Uh, we had um, our monthly community meetup uh, last week, which is all about personal knowledge management. And I know that that's something that people are interested in and we get a lot of questions about. Basically, I frame it as, well, how do you make sure you don't forget everything you read or how you can lay your hands on a little snippet of information that you wanted to save? So if you'd like to come to our next meetup, which is free and every month, you can sign up at worklifepsych.club. These, these take place every month and I'm always open to ideas from members of our community as to what they want to cover. Now our next Community Plus Masterclass, which is for members of that tier of the community, is scheduled for Tuesday the 28th of February. And Dr. Gemma Lee Roberts, who you may know from LinkedIn Learning and she's got a great Instagram uh, channel where she shares lots of really really useful and practical insights. She's going to be talking about how to minimize your fear of failure. And that fear of failure can sometimes stop us from taking helpful action. So it's something that so many of us with a mind can identify with. And I'm really looking forward to sitting back and letting Gemma run this session and so I can learn from that. And finally, um, not an event, but uh, a resource you might be interested in. Back in episode 127, we looked at the distinctions between the different kinds of future-focused thinking we can do, planning versus predicting versus playwriting. So I, I recorded a video on the same topic, and you can find that on our YouTube channel, which is at worklifepsych.tv. Hopefully, that's memorable. There's not a ton of videos there, so it'll be really easy to find. It's one of the most recent ones. Nice. And they're nice and short, these videos, aren't they? They're, they're a different kind of way of tackling the content. 
Absolutely. Um, I know there are people out there that love listening to the podcast and do it while they're running or cleaning their homes or commuting. But there are many other people that just like to watch something. And by their very nature, these videos are shorter than a podcast episode. I mean, I do know some people do both, but um, mm. the videos are out there as little snippets of these concepts uh, so that you can revisit them. And also, I know um, people are sharing them with other people. It's, it's nice and easy to share a video that someone could just watch on their phone, for example. So let's move on to today's theme. We're actually recording this on the 1st of February. Um, so we're a month into the new year. How does that feel? Yeah, well, it feels like where did the beginning of the year go? <laughs> Give me back my first month. <laughs> it's really interesting. I, yeah. I've, I've had people tell me, where did that go? And I've also had people say, oh, it felt like a year that first oh. month, just getting through January. It's very interesting, our perception of time. It's quite, it, it's really subjective. Um, and I think it depends what you were trying to do with that first month. So what I want to do today is remind everyone that the 1st of February is a perfect time to make a fresh start. In fact, any day of the year, um, you can make a fresh start. But, you know, when lots of people want to make changes in January, they want to set some goals, they want to cultivate new habits, the start of the second month of the year can be a bit of an eye-opener. And actually, um, before abandoning everything, before walking away, actually, I want to remind everyone that you could restart. Um, but also, if you want to take advantage of that fresh start, there's some important things to bear in mind. I also think if you've been trying to change something and you haven't got round to it, you could look at January as a warm-up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. It just It's all in the Absolutely. mind, isn't it? It really is. The metaphors we use around change um, are really impactful. So you could say um, January was the warm-up, January was a draft, <laughs> January was trying out new things. It, you know, just consider what January meant. And the one thing we really want to avoid here is comparisons with other people. We're each of us on our own journey and the comparisons with other people will just leave us feeling sad and not enough. And, and those emotions can lead us to just give up with the changes we're trying to make. So instead of that, let's use the fresh start to say, yeah, I am starting over with these changes I want to make, whether it's working towards a goal or cultivating some new habits, but also you could use it to learn a little bit more about yourself so that moving forward, you're much more likely to either stick to that routine or take the action that's going to move you towards your goal. I want to start with something that people often forget, though, and that's self-compassion. If you set yourself some targets, if you identified some new habits or some actions for January and you haven't done them, well, your inner critic could be all fired up and telling you you're a terrible person. And self-compassion is just acknowledging you're human, acknowledging that you're fallible and uh, not beating yourself up because nobody needs more of that kind of pressure in their lives. And some of us have quite a loud inner critic. Does that, does that resonate, Pilar? Um, does it resonate with me? I'm not too bad. I think I've, I've learned to, to say to myself, look, it's all right. There's only this amount of hours in the day. There's only this, this, that, that. So, but I think that it, it is still, especially if you've set something to do for yourself 
and you're not getting there, you, you then you think, well, it all lies with you. So it's easier, yeah, not to be so kind to yourself then. So being kind is a little bit like talking to ourselves as if we were speaking to a really close friend. How would we speak to someone we cared about? We wouldn't say, you loser, you know, <laughs> you've, you've just a, torn through the first month, you know, what a waste of your time. But in fact, we'd probably want to encourage them and let them know these things happen. Now, we want to balance that as well with being a little bit objective. So instead of launching into the goal again, imagining that somehow we're a different person, actually review January. Or if this is a different month you're listening to it, just review the previous 30 days. How did it go? What practical things made it difficult for you to do the new things or the different things you wanted to do? We can learn from that and we can look at our lives through a different lens and maybe figure out how we could do things differently. There are the practicalities, but there's also the role of our thoughts, emotions, assumptions, attitudes, and behaviors. Well, what did you do that maybe made it difficult? A very practical example is if you're trying to not do something, then putting yourself in environments where that thing is there is not helpful. So setting up your physical environment for success is something that you could consider doing. But also, uh, if you notice that your schedule is not amenable to these things, well, then you can scale them down. And that's a really important third point, that if you've been doing something or trying to do something very demanding, very difficult, well, maybe use the fresh start to scale it back and maybe look for some tiny habits that you can stick to that can give you a boost to your self-esteem so that you can really see that you are doing it and you're making progress towards that bigger goal. I think the point you've made about looking at the context and so you're reviewing and you're looking at the context around you, the I suppose also the people around you, as well as the schedule is a, something that I usually forget to do because of, of course all of that impacts and the need to review all of that is uh, is really important. It, it is. And the people bit is very important. Um, if we're thinking about behavior change, research shows us that we're much more likely to be successful with behavior change when we surround ourselves with role models who are doing the things that we want to do. Now, this is a fine line between looking at our role models and making unfair comparisons. So if we're comparing good, bad, then we are going to feel very sad. <laughs> but if we're looking at people who do what we want to do, we can learn from them. We can ask them, how do you fit that into your routine? Or how do you make time for this important activity? Or simply, they can give us the reinforcement that we're looking for. If we surround ourselves with people who simply say, what's the point? Then that's the influence we're going to succumb to. There's another point here that's very important, which is about what really matters to us. We can get stuck at the level of tasks and doing stuff. I mean, it's really, really important to do stuff, but we also need to think about how important that is to us as a person. It's important to note that that is um, a proactive thing to do. We often get really attached to goals and that attachment can fly in the face of evidence and what's going on around us. It's really useful to use this fresh start to say, well, hold on before I jump into it. Is it even something I want to achieve really authentically? Do I want this in my life? 
there's some really practical things that we can do as well to increase the likelihood of achieving the changes that are meaningful to us. First of all, um, block out time to work on it. It's amazing when I do goal setting with clients, it's amazing the number of people who can really brilliantly set a goal they're going to achieve. And it's got all of those key things we're looking for that we talked about before. It's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant to them, time bound, but it's also exciting. Hold on. We need to actually look at when we're going to do this. So how much time per day or per week or per month will you need to dedicate to this goal? They don't achieve themselves. And I know that there's listeners right now remembering setting a goal at the start of the year and then getting back into their existing routine and realizing, I actually didn't make time for this. Mm. I didn't set aside whatever it was, however small it was, to make the progress. Yeah, I think that's something that we forget when we want to start doing something specially is that we've got to create the space to do that because a, a lot of us, and maybe I'm speaking for myself, already doing a lot of stuff and I'm already excited about a lot of stuff. And to do something new, we've got to we've got to create the space ourselves. And I think it goes back also to your point about values and whether something matters to us and to be I mean, it's very hard sometimes to say, one, either I've got to stop doing this because it's not something I want to do and I need to make space for something else. Or, you know what, this thing I wanted to do, I now think that's not the right thing to be doing. It's very hard to drop something. Drop is probably very. even the wrong word. <laughs> it is. It, it really is because sometimes we've made a commitment to other people or we've simply shared the goal yeah. with other people. And I've read so much advice this month. Uh, people are putting out there saying, one way to achieve your goals is tell everyone you're doing no, it. And really, no. that's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, sharing with a close uh, other in your life to let them know you're doing it uh, can help them understand why you are changing your routine and maybe provide some support. But announcing to the world you're going to write a book this year could have the impact you're least expecting, which is it will make it less likely for you to follow through because your brain thinks, well, we've made some progress here by announcing it to the world. So be careful about how publicly you share your goals. Um, the people close to you could provide some moral support and help you keep going, but the whole world doesn't need to know that you want to lose five kilos in the first quarter. And this point about um, blocking out time, we need to do this visually. We need to put this in our calendar, whether it's a paper calendar up on the wall or it's a digital calendar. This is making an appointment with ourselves saying, yes, I am going to do the thing from that time to that time every day or once a week or twice a month. It's a commitment. And it's harder, it's not impossible, but it's harder to abandon that once it's in the schedule. And it also shows out of all the things I'm doing this week, this is how much time I'm giving to this, which can take some of the pressure off as well. If it's 30 minutes out of seven days, that frames it very, very differently to, I've got to do this new thing every week, you know? So it also reminds us, it puts it in context, and it shows that we've made a commitment to ourselves, which is, you know, really what the calendars, what the diaries are all about. And also it stops you be thinking all the time about when you're going to do it. 
because you've already said that's when I'm doing it. <laughs> it turns vague intention into a commitment. Absolutely. And of course, that commitment could move around the week. But what I would generally say is move it, don't delete it. So if it, if it needs, because life gets in the way, if it needs to move from a Tuesday to a Wednesday, no harm done. But, do, you know, be honest with yourself and do it. Don't just keep pushing it into the future. As a final point here, uh, which clients of mine will be really familiar with, which is to schedule regular reviews of your progress. This could be a weekly review. It could be a monthly review. But the point is you're going to make an appointment with yourself to sit down and look at how it's going. This is important because uh, behavior change should be measurable. If we're working towards a goal, we're going to do something. We want to see how far have I come. And if we do this regularly, we can either feel good about the progress we've made and be motivated to keep going, or see where we've maybe fallen short and decide to make a, make a small change, nudge our approach or a small course correction. And that's much easier to do in small iterations on a weekly basis or maybe even a monthly basis than to wake up six months after you've set the goal and realize, oh, this hasn't worked out at all. So it's going to depend on the goal. It's going to depend on the behaviors you're trying to cultivate and you as a person. But regular reviews will help you one way or the other. So we can make a fresh start on any day <laughs> of the year. We don't need to wait. If it hasn't worked out for you, please don't wait till the 1st of January 2024 or even further away. Uh, the, each month gives us an opportunity to look back to see how it's, how it's been going. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, is this goal still relevant? Because goals could be something you want to achieve, but actually what's happening around you means that maybe it's not possible to achieve it right now maybe this month, this year, and you can press pause on it as well. You're in absolute control of this, which is something to remember. Uh, you, you haven't joined a club where there are rules and you will get thrown out if you don't follow the rules. If your life gets in the way of this, press pause on it and pick it up later. If events happening around you make it more difficult, scale it down. And if one day you wake up and realize, you know what, this isn't of value to me anymore. Maybe I've grown as a person or I'm being more honest with myself. Well, drop it. There's no point in hanging on to a goal that's no longer relevant or valued or realistic for you, the person. There's, Richard, I wonder if it's of interest. There's something that I do to, it's not really as much about goals as about projects that I've at some point decided, okay, I want to start doing this. And I, um, I do a, a weekly check-in with myself inspired by Julia Cameron's Artist's Date. Mm -hmm. where I just spend about an hour and a half on Saturday mornings having a coffee, doing whatever I want, but also checking in with all my projects. And I have a, it's just a list on a piece of paper with a little bit of space, like two lines of space around each project. And I have a lot. And I just check in and see, okay, is this something that I need to progress this week? Okay, yes, no. And what it does for me is that I make sure that everything I want to do, but I'm not able to fit in yet. It's there, it's down there, so it's not going to be forgotten. And it relieves that stress of wanting to start 
and also that stress of when am I going to do it? I'm going to forget about it. So it's it's always there, but it's also okay to go. It's there. I will come to it when the time is right. So it's it's slightly different to what you're saying, but I think mm -hmm. it helps me be excited still about the projects with, but knowing that I can't do everything yet, but I'm not going to forget about it. Exactly. This is the whole point of checking in regularly uh, helps us minimize the chance of forgetting it and also allows us to get our arms around things and say, well, yes, it is. It's all in control, but not this week. I'll come back to that because I know I will check in next week. And so I'm, I'm being honest with myself. What, what I've shared recently with a few um, different clients and also some friends, we've been talking about it. Um, I don't just talk about psychology. <laughs> no, please, please. But it's great, but we love it. Of course well, you talk you know, about when, it, so when do it, I. You know, it, it's one of these things that people are interested in at this time of year. But I do a weekly review and I ask myself questions and it pops up in a note and I fill in the blanks. I write it down. But there's, there's a consistent question in there about what steps have I taken towards my goals this week? And I can look back in my daily journal and my calendar and say, well, was there time set aside for this? Did I actually follow through? And if not, what got in the way? Or if I did, how does that bring me closer? And the other question that's really useful for this is, how did I apply my values here? And you know, with goals, it's really important that they're in alignment with your values or you make that alignment if it's a goal someone else has given you and that also helps with the purpose and meaning side of things oh yes it is related to the kind of person i want to be and just for me just my experience that weekly check-in that weekly review doesn't take very long at all but it it really helps me keep these front and center now i also have it in a daily log um as in there's a reminder to just cast my eyes over my goals every morning before I start doing anything else. And it's not that I might have to take action on that, but it really keeps them fresh, keeps them front of mind. And actually, it's not a doom and gloom thing at all. It's actually, for me, quite motivating that, mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is the stuff that I'm working towards this year. So we're not giving instructions here. We're maybe sharing some experiences mm -hmm. and uh, what works for us. I would love to hear from listeners as to what works for you. How was January, you know, uh, from your perspective? How have you talked about it to yourself? How have you experienced it? Um, what kind of fresh start might you want to make? You can send us an email at podcast at worklifepsych.com. And also, new departure, <laughs> possibly <laughs> too late in the day, but new departure. Uh, we also have a Facebook page now. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to put a link to that and you can leave messages there. Uh, I don't know, people like to use different ways um, uh, online to, to get in touch with entities. We're an entity. So yeah. you can do that as well. I'll keep an eye out on that. But we'd love to hear from you. What's working? What questions do you have? What successes have you already experienced? And how are you reframing change in terms of a fresh start? Pilar, any final thoughts before we wrap up for today? No, not anymore. I'd just love to hear from listeners. That would be great. Very interesting. Absolutely. Um, I have another request of our listeners, actually, oh. because every so often someone will tell me this um, just in passing. <laughs> they tell me they listen and how they listen. I'd love to know, when do you listen to this? Yes. Yeah. Are you exercising? I know a lot of people do that. They listen and they hear us in their ears while they're out running or they're at the gym. Or are you doing it while you're doing your chores at home or your commute? 
there's no science here <laughs> i'm just really to. interested yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so let us know when it's happening and uh what you are finding useful we'd love to hear from you and for now thanks for listening Thanks for downloading this episode of My Pocket Psych. To get in touch with questions and feedback, you can tweet us at worklifepsych or leave us a message on the contact form at www.worklifepsych.com/contact. Thanks for listening.